are you feeling lonely? Because if you are, trust me, you are not alone. Let's talk about it. I'm Stephanie Bandozic, owner of Foxy Trot Dance, and I'm building my business and life with love, light, and joy while serving a wonderful community of women who are doing the same. I recently read an article in Psychology Today by Gretchen Rubin. She is the author of The Happiness Project. It's a wonderful book I highly recommend. And in this article, she identified seven different types of loneliness. Now, loneliness is an epidemic. It's no wonder that we are a society that is feeling so anxious and so depressed because we are really lacking the connection and the community that humans were meant for. Now, it is wonderful to have cell phone technology. I am so grateful to come live to you. I am so grateful to be able to text friends in a hurry but there's something about sitting around with friends in person, with eye contact, with body language, with hearing tone of voice um, that just can't be replaced. So again, Gretchen Rubin has identified seven types of loneliness. And knowing that there are so many types of loneliness makes it really easy to understand why so many people are feeling lonely. And you'll see that it's easy to have many of these at the same time. In fact, a lot of them are interconnected. So the first one I like to call the new kid on the block. Being the new kid on the block is situational loneliness. It might be homesickness because you moved to a new city. It might be a new job where you don't know any of your coworkers. It might be going to a new school where you don't know anybody that's in your class, right? So situational loneliness, when you're the new kid on the block, when you're put into positions where you just don't know the people around you. So you feel lonely because you really just don't have folks around you that are your friends. Second, feeling different. So you could be surrounded by people that you know, but if you feel that you lack common interests, common values, common goals with the people around you, if you just feel different, if you don't feel like you fit in, and if you are an entrepreneur, um, you may feel this way a lot amongst your family and friends. If you're like me and you are the first person in your family to go to college, the first person in your family to start a business, it is going to feel unfamiliar to a lot of people in your family what you're doing, right? I'm vegan. That's definitely something that a lot of places I go, um, you know, people are not vegan. They might not get that. Um, and there's so many ways in which you can be surrounded by people that you know, and maybe you know well, but if you don't share common beliefs, common values, common goals, if you can't identify with people, if you just feel different, you're going to probably feel lonely. Number three, you can have lots of friends, lots of family, and be missing romance. Now, I think this one is particularly 
um, in alignment with people whose love language is physical touch. So if you don't know your love language, I highly recommend that you learn about the love languages. It will not only help you to understand how you love, like to be loved, how you feel loved and appreciated, but it'll also help you to best love on and appreciate those in your life, which is going to lead to better relationships through better communication, right? So if your love language, like mine, if one of your top love languages is physical touch, I think you can particularly be susceptible to missing out on a romantic partner. But I also think a lot of people can feel this um, at certain times of year, right? So again, for someone like me who physical touch is one of your top love languages, maybe missing out on that New Year's Eve kiss. If you're at a party and everybody else is giving someone a New Year's Eve midnight kiss and you don't have someone to kiss, even if you're surrounded by the most wonderful loving family and friends at that party, when everybody partners up to kiss and you don't have someone to kiss, you may feel especially lonely. No matter what your love language is, there are certain times of the year like Valentine's Day where romantic love is just top of the media can't help but be top of mind, right? So a lot of people feel lonely around Valentine's Day if they don't have a special honey. And that can add to your other types of loneliness if, say, you're in a new city, right? You're in a new city, you're already feeling lonely about that. Um, maybe you took, maybe you're in a new city because you took a new job, you've got a new job, you're in a new city, you don't have a honey, and it's Valentine's Day. You can see why someone would feel down. Number four, missing animals. So maybe you're surrounded by loved ones. Maybe you even have a romantic partner. But maybe for whatever reason, you are missing an animal in your life. Maybe it's because of the recent loss, a death of an animal, and you're not quite ready to replace them. Maybe it's because of a housing situation where there's a no pets allowed policy, right? Maybe it's because you're in a college dorm or in an apartment or you're even renting a home. But whatever the conditions are, uh, you know, I have a pit bull, right? So um, pit bulls are my favorite kind of babies right now. Um, obviously, I would never move to a place with breed-specific legislation because I would never give up Clarabelle. But let's say that uh, Clarabelle has, is no longer with me. If I move to a place where there's breed-specific legislation and I can't adopt another pit bull, um, if I move into an apartment where you're not allowed to have pets, um, maybe you're only allowed to have cats and you're allergic to cats, maybe you're not allowed to have any pets, um, you know, then that can cause another level of loneliness because animals love on you in a way that humans just can't and don't. If you are a fur mama, um, or even not a fur mama, a scale mama, right? You could have reptiles, you could have snakes, or um, you could have um, lizards, iguanas, you know, uh, all kinds of pets. It doesn't just, you know, birds. It doesn't just have to be for, for parents. But if you have an animal in your life, let me know that you understand, because I know you do. I love my Clarabelle, and she loves me like nobody else, right? doesn't matter how many family and friends and beloveds and romantic partners. Um, you know, your animals are a whole different level of love. So that is the fourth 
type of loneliness that uh, Gretchen Rubin identifies. Number five, no time. Um, you've got a lot of people in your life, but you're just too busy to connect with them. Your schedules maybe don't work. Maybe you're working nights. Maybe you're an entrepreneur where your schedules are all over the place. Maybe you're like me at a point in your life where a lot of your friends have children and uh, you don't. And so the schedule for parents is often different from the schedule of single entrepreneurs. Um, and that just makes it hard to connect, right? Maybe you live in a very rural place and it's winter and physically it's hard to get to people. So if you have no time, no physical ability, um, you know, and of course this is all about priorities. We make our schedule. I get that. But I don't believe that everyone has the same 24 hours in their day. You know, if you need to take public transportation, that adds to your time. If you have a special needs child, that adds to your time. Um, if you are like my friends who are in wheelchairs and rely on, um, you know, transportation that only runs certain hours and stops at certain times because you can't take like an, a Lyft or an Uber isn't accessible for you, you don't have the same 24 hours in a day. I get it. So no time. That's the fifth type of loneliness. Um, you have friends, you have people in your life, but you just don't get to connect with them. Number six, low trust. You might have people in your life that you honestly just don't feel like you can confide in. You don't feel like you can let your guard down. You don't feel like you can completely be yourself. And that can lead to loneliness because it's not just the quantity. As a matter of fact, it's not the quantity at all. It's the quality of our connections that matter. So if you are connected with a lot of people, but it's on a superficial level and you don't feel like you can confide in those people, you don't trust those people, you can't be yourself, let your guard down, share really intimate personal struggles maybe you're going through or even successes, um, then you are likely to feel lonely. Um, thank you, Kim. I hear the bees knees too. I love bees. That's such a sweet compliment. You get me. Um, so if you have friends in your life, but you have a low trust factor with those friends, then that's going to lead to a level of loneliness. Number seven, um, quiet time. So maybe you are one of those friends I talked about that is in a um, relationship and you've got kids and you've got family running around. And although you see the, these people every day, you don't have time for quiet time. So you are feeling like you are missing intimacy with that person, privacy with that person. Um, maybe the only time you get to see your sister is when she has her five kids with her. And as much as you love your nieces and nephews, you can't sit down and have that serious, private, intimate, high-level, deep soul talk that you want to have. That's going to lead to a level of isolation, and so that is going to lead to loneliness. Now, I think, again, especially if your love language is quality time, if quality time with people is how you give and receive love and you just want to have private, quiet, one-on-one -on -one time, and you're not able to get that because of your circumstances, um that is going to lead to a level of loneliness. So again, when we stack up all of these, just Gretchen Rubin identifies these seven 
dynamics of loneliness, seven aspects of loneliness. And when we recognize it, it's very easy to have multiple levels of her seven levels of loneliness going on at the same time, the seven aspects rather. Um, you know, if you are missing a pet and missing a romantic partner and not getting one-on-one -on -one time with the people that are in your life, gosh, you're going to feel really lonely. If um, you are hanging out with uh, people, but you don't really feel like you can confide in them and you don't really feel like you share the same values and goals and they just don't really get you. So, you know, you're not really in it. You're just having the conversation and just hanging out with them to do it. Um, you know, waste time and kind of have something to do, but you're not really feeling it, you're going to feel lonely. So loneliness is an epidemic in our society. It's leading to a lot of anxiety. It's leading to a lot of depression. You know, I'm a progressive woman. As I said, I love my technology. I love my cell phone. I'm grateful for my GPS. I'm grateful for Facebook Live. Love texting my friends in a hurry. But there is just something to be said for sitting around a campfire with cups of tea or coffee um, or acoustic music singing to someone playing the guitar, playing the harmonica. Oh, the sound of a harp is my favorite. A harmonica, a flute, a guitar, you know, people who like to go to drum circles, right? There's just something to be said for that physical connection of being in the same room with people, you know, we know that we feel the vibe of the room. You walk in, you're like, oh, this, this is a good vibe. This isn't a good vibe. We're reading the energy of the room. We're reading the energy mostly of the people in the room or the people that have been in that room. We're reading the energy of the people in that room and we feed off of that energy. Even if you're an introvert, right? Introverts, yes, you recharge when you're alone, but it doesn't mean you don't seek friendship. It doesn't mean you don't want the company of people, you know, and things like singing together, dancing together, storytelling, listening to stories and, and sharing stories and learning from each other's stories and sharing food and, you know, um, you know, potluck style, you know, not fancy going out to eat even necessarily, but just like eating with your hand food, you know, where, where you're just, you know, simple stuff, tea, Again, you know, maybe some coffee and you're just sharing stories or singing around a fire or, you know, hanging out in somebody's living room. Gosh, those are special moments and they make us feel so good because we as humans are meant to live in community. We're meant to be connected. The wonders of the modern world are fabulous, but they are not, they're an enhancement not a replacement for personal connection. I want to connect with you even more than I do now. So if you're in the local 518 area, please come this Friday, Spiritual Women in Business Gathering, 5 o'clock, YW Acupuncture. Sign up through Eventbrite so I know that you're coming. Bring a mug, a reusable travel mug, because there will be tea. I want to hug you and love on you and thank you for supporting the 365 Live Challenge journey in person. So appreciate you. So appreciate your comments, questions, tips, and suggestions and getting to know you better that way. So grateful for every like, 
every heart, all the times you spread the love with your friends so they can get value too. It really does mean the world to me. I am so thankful to have you on the 365 Live Challenge. As I said, now that we're wrapping up, we're in the uh, final days of the challenge, the last month. Lots of events, spiritual women in business, getting started with Facebook Live, powerful positive affirmations. Let me know what else you want to see so I can thank you and hug you in person. I am sending you lots of love and light and peace and blessings and joy and wishing you community. If you don't have it, build it. Please take time to take care of yourselves, mind, body, heart, spirit, and soul. And please take time to take care of and encourage one another.